Green Bay is a small town, only 100,000 people. Those 100,000 people may be different in many ways, but there's one thing that brings them all together. The Green Bay Packers. In Titletown, the blue-collar city only knows hard work, tailgating, championships, but more importantly, they know family. We have a saying in this town, faith, family, and the Green Bay Packers are all that you need. Sanjay and I grew up in Green Bay. You could say that we are Green Bay, or even better, the voices of Green Bay. We bring a local feel of Packer fandom to a worldwide audience. Friendship, family, and football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Freezer Podcast. And this is the Freezer Podcast, where we bring you a local feel of Packer fandom to a worldwide audience. I'm Sanjay, and alongside me, like always, is Matt right over here. And we are Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. We are live here, brought to you by Game On Wisconsin in our home studios. And uh, once again, the Green Bay Packers have a loss in the column of the you know win-loss column. And you know what? It's starting to feel a little... Uh, a little sad, even though not nothing doesn't matter for the preseason. It's preseason. It's just, it's Who still, cares? I, I hate seeing the L's, you know, like I, you of know, course. fly the L's. But anyway, um, a beautiful weekend. It was great stuff. We had good weather. Um, you know, obviously the Packer game was really good. I mean, obviously they had good weather there. Uh, some controversy somewhat in the in the stadium, <laughs> but we'll get to all that uh, for the show. But uh, everybody, thank you so much for checking in our show. Obviously, I see you guys all kind of flowing in as we uh, as we are talking. Uh, we appreciate everybody that comes <laughs> and follows us on this show. We don't have Fred today. Um, <laughs> well, how'd you know it's Fred? How'd you know it's Fred? <laughs> I, yeah right <laughs> uh so yeah we don't have fred today he's got some uh, obligations on his end uh with some things so uh he actually will not be here for the next two weeks because he has another football game for his kid um again on next monday so uh it'll be two weeks of just you know the original squad right here the og uh me and matt um so uh, it'll be fred's hey, pulling in aaron Rodgers. he's you know he's um he's taking his off season you know he's enjoying yeah things, exactly you know. that's true i don't right? know he might go to he might go to hawaii and then when when the games start to count you know yeah you'll exactly see, you'll he'll see, be he'll here back. for the regular season he doesn't need to practice he doesn't need to play in the preseason <laughs> games and you know that's why you have the two of us there you go we'll keep down, you occupied in the meantime break down all the useless crap that we think is you know, important uh, about the Green Bay Packers. So, Matt, let's just get right into it. We have the Green Bay Packers playing the New York Jets. Um, you know, but actually, uh, bit, 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 bit. you know what? Hang on. Rewind it. Rewind it. Let's take it back. Let, we, let's get to some breaking news, actually, because uh, some things happened in the last few hours that we were kind of like, damn. Uh, okay, not few hours, but basically the today. 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 Uh, today's news. Um, and that is two guys on the out of the Green Bay Packers that I probably didn't think that we're going to be out. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, potential. Uh, hey, what's up, Alex? Uh, you know, potential, you know, maybe rumors or I don't know what. I don't even know what it would be considered. But a lot of people are like, why? And maybe there has to be a reason because of, you know, these two names. But uh, Kadar Holman was traded just 
now this is pretty more recent uh, to the Texans. Actually, uh, did we say what the compensation was? Was it for a seven? I don't know. I, I don't know how the math works out, but basically, we're getting back this the pick that Bears sent to the Texans for something or other. So for Anthony somehow, Miller, sorry. right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 that's yeah, it, yeah. yeah. So uh, we're getting that one, um, and then the other big news is uh, Kamal Martin. Kamal Martin, yeah, the fifth round draft point uh, draft choice of the twenty twenty NFL draft. Um, the inside linebacker that couldn't really stay healthy all the time, but you know made some flashes, had a lot of speed from the sideline to sideline as a backer. Um, he has been cut actually uh, before any of the other guys that I thought would probably be cut way before him, and so that left uh, a lot of. Uh, uh, rumbles on the Twitter uh, verse and just to kind of think of, you know, a few things. Did he do something? Did he, uh, <laughs> as you, as you maybe well, quoted, did he blank someone else's wife <laughs> to get himself cut? Because I mean, it, it, let's just be honest. Like a lot of the times, you know, especially Brian Goodkins, he loves to stick with his guys that he drafted at least a couple years, maybe three yeah. years, because look, that's the reason you draft and you develop, right? That's why we, that's how we are built up into the Ron Wolf system. So, that is a kind of a question that we are all asking ourselves. Like, well, why that, was he cut it? So, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Well, that's why it's so weird is that the Packers don't really move on from the draft picks that quick. They have, uh, you know, shown tremendous patience with far worse players, you know, keeping them around for multiple years to let them go ahead and uh, develop. The Kamal War- Martin seems to be a bit divisive. Like, I get people not necessarily a biggest, biggest fan of him right now. He was... You know, kind of injured last year, hasn't had a great summer, but he showed some flashes last summer as a rookie um, that led him into some some serious playing time before he got hurt. You know, and that was kind of too bad because he had a you know a really nice trajectory. So I, you know, I thought with given the state of that position, that's not like inside linebackers. Like, well, we have you know a couple of bona fide you know starters there. It's a lot of guys who we like, but we really haven't seen. Um, you know, meaningful game time yet. So, so I, I was surprised by that move considering he was a, a draft pick and even Holman, you know, another draft pick there and by no means is the cornerback position uh, secured. So I'm, I'm really intrigued to see what maybe the underlying story was, if there is one, because I don't know if it's purely play-based. I mean, again, this is such an uncharacteristic thing for the Packers to do to move on from two of their own guys that they just recently drafted so it's a it's a bit head scratching to me well let's just also let's put this into perspective let's uh, let's keep it to the field right so maybe uh you know joe barry's in these aren't technically his kind of guys of his scheme maybe they didn't fit the scheme um maybe they do believe a guy like ento or you know some of these other cornerbacks that are kind of starting to show a little bit more you know uh I guess, rise in the ranks. Um, Same thing with the inside linebacker. The inside one is a little confusing to me because what else you got there? Unless they are super excited by what Oren Burks is doing, uh, you know, on the field. He was outside looking in before and now they've flipped. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe this Uh, was the perfect scheme for Oren Burks that now he's being utilized a little bit better. Maybe he's, or maybe he just figured it out because he looks a lot faster on that field. He does. I, and I wonder if it's also driven by special teams play. I mean, the pack, we'll probably talk about, shows how god awful that unit has been you know the last i don't know how many years and they didn't look any better i know it was a bunch of you know second and third stringers they didn't look any better on on saturday against jets so 
I know Martin's been struggling out there. And if you know the Packers, if you can't contribute on special teams and that's kind of your main role, they're they're gonna find somebody else to do it. So so I do wonder if well, okay, Martin was you know seeing rotation as the fifth or sixth inside linebacker. Okay, well, if he's not you know making some plays or at least doing his job on special teams, I guess what's the use for him? Same thing for Coleman. But but even with that, I'm still just surprised that they would move on from both so quick well, to not see it out. Strauss, if you could be so kind and let us know about our depth chart of the cornerback position and the linebacker position, because like I mean I know it, but it's like I kind of don't know it. So like you know what, it'd be, it's us. That's why we have Strauss. If big shout out to Strauss, he's with us today. He's he's been all over the place, you know, in the offseason. But so now he's here with us. He's got his nice little mustache going. He's killing it right <laughs> now. So he's. I, I hope he's smiling. There he is. There he is. All right. So, um. So let's move into the game then, because obviously that those are some big moves. And from whatever you saw, because I know you were like checking in on us to see if we're watching the game as if yeah, I, I was like, where are these guys? It's a backer game. Um, you know, I it was a little hard to watch. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Kurt Benkert obviously has shown that, look, this guy's got a little bit of zip. He's got a little flair to him, you know, that, you know, kind of gets you a little razzle dazzle, like kind of like basically the Taysom Hill, you know, of a few years ago um, that you're kind of like, oh, man, this guy might, you know, like cheer the crowd up a little bit, you know. And then, right. you know, uh, Keelan Hill has been stealing the show a little bit in the sense of like, OK, this guy, whenever he gets the ball, he's starting to kind of like, you know, make a, a a push for 10 yards, sometimes even 12 yards. Obviously, he got the 12-yard run. But it was a little bit of an uh, – it was nice to see A.J. Dillon kind of get going kind of uh, right away. I, th- I remember, I think, before he left, I think he had like 48 yards of scrimmage, I think uh, it was. Something like that nature in the first quarter, I think. So that's kind of nice. I'm, granted, it is again – is that – that was their number ones out there, was it not? Uh, against the Jets because they they had Mosley out there, they had that Jared Davis. So it wasn't yeah, the like Jets, they go ahead, go ahead. Well, the Jets had yeah, they had a few of the starters in there. So it wasn't like the Packers, you know, the offense they trotted out there to start didn't go against necessarily the right. Jets scrubs right away, which makes kind of impressive or inimpressive what they did in the first half. Yeah. So I mean, um, and I'm going to throw this question at you. Like, as far as I think they, I think the things that we were looking for into this week on our predictions was a the O line play, and then b protection for the quarterbacks. Obviously, special teams is always going to be at the top of our list because it's so trash. But um, O line play, how did you like it uh, as far as in this game? Much better. I mean, the the running game looked much improved. I mean, I know they only had AJ Dillon out there for one series, but as you already pointed, he, you know, he was able to amass, you know, 48 total yards. I think like it was like 30-ish from the ground on a couple of carries. So, you know, he looked good. Kylan Hill, I mean, he he we'll talk about him as the show goes, man. He's really impressed me. Uh, he's got that burst to get around the edge. He scored on on two of those kind of end around type plays. I think last week was actually uh a screen pass, but either way, he's shown some flashes. But to go back to the old line, that's that was one of the big things we called out last week on the show was we need to see some improvement there because you have guys playing, you know, in these games that are going to be vying for some of these open positions. Um, you know, guy, guys like uh, uh, Yosh, what is it, Yosh or Yash? Yeah, you know, Nijman, Nijman, you know, he's yeah, been I mean, good. people are telling me it's Josh. I'm like, it's, it's clearly Josh, not Josh. Josh. It literally <laughs> looks like a Y at the front of his name, so don't tell me it's Josh. You know, if it is. Well, damn it, 
I mean, maybe I should just name my kid Yoshi and call yeah. him Josh. And, and, and the other guy, Royce Newman, who looks like he right. may have just grabbed that right guard spot uh, right. From, from Lucas Patrick, who didn't fare very well at center when uh, when Myers came out. So so I think, if anything, you found out that you do have some of these rookie guys, rookie players that are going to step up and play and play some meaningful time this year. And I think you solved the issue at, at center. It's Myers' job now. And, and and going forward, you know, now you just want to see that, that O-line kind of settle in and get some consistency. I really want to know what they look like with David Bakhtiari. That's kind of the big thing. Obviously, he's you know the best left tackle in, in football, and he makes that offensive line you know what they are. So, so I'm I'm interested to see if he's able to get back here uh, for Week One. But I I I left that game feeling a lot better about the O line than I did in the first preseason game. Yeah, I think uh, the O line, obviously, especially with when Dylan was in. Let's just be honest. That's kind of the the unit that we're all you know very you know concerned about because there's a possibility we might be starting two rookies in the inside of our interior, possibly even like a, a even a second year guy is like one of the other guards. Cause depending on when Bakhtiar comes back, you're looking at Elton probably at left tackle. You're probably looking at, uh, you know, Turner at the, at the right tackle position, or maybe he might be pushed inside and maybe we might see Dennis Kelly play, maybe play. Yeah, right Dennis tackle. Kelly, yep. I don't know. I mean, the guard position is as big of a question mark as possible, which is kind of, kind of scary, honestly, because you got, <laughs> you got guys like, you know, Donald and you got Sue and you got all these, you know, interior, like the, the 49ers interior. I mean, there's some good interiors that are going to be coming after Aaron Rodgers or even the run game. And there's a lot of inexperience and youth in that line. So hopefully these reps, hopefully these, you know, uh, these longer drives that we've been kind of been able to string along a little bit uh, can really boast their experience and just boast their like knowledge of the system and what they need yeah. to do as a, uh, on their jobs. Well, and look at the job they did, not just in the in the run blocking, but in the pass blocking. I mean, yes. Kurt Banker was able to have the game he had because he was, you know, had a, a clean pocket for the most part. And even when he had to roll out, you know, they bought him enough time to to get the pass off. So so I'm pretty excited about um, what they're able to do. And I, you know, to kind of segue into into Banker here, you know, I think the Packers stumbled onto something here, you know, in terms of QB three, you know, it's a good, good position to be in when you have to talk about that <laughs> that spot is uh, something serious but you know i don't know if he becomes trade bait i don't think at this point maybe you won't be able to slip him on the practice squad but he's been a really nice surprise and the guy by the way if you don't follow him on like social media has completely embraced like the green bay area and fans like i think on the fourth of july like he went and hung out with somebody in town he said hey anybody anybody grilling out or or whatever and, and went and did it so so super cool guy it appears um fitting in really well with uh with the locker room so I we just got our message in from uh, from Strauss. So as far as the cornerback position room, and we'll come back to the game. So you obviously have Jair and Kevin King and Eric Stokes. Those are like the big three that everybody knows of. But then it's really just Isaac Yadam, and we just got rid of Kadar Holman, and then there's KB Onento. So wow, wow. If you think about it, we just lost one of them, and then obviously Chandon Sullivan would be one of the other ones that you know would technically be on there. I think we would have to put him on the list, but. That's a lot of faith in Ento, and oh yeah, did you put Sully on there? Did you? I didn't. You didn't have him on there. Anyway, <laughs> so but he yes, is expendable. I mean, they have enough guys, right? Well, that's the thing. But do they though? Like that's the thing. Like well, I, maybe I'm, not. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Isaac Adam, he, like he's just kind of like okay. Well, he's been a journeyman now. He hasn't been able to stick on a team even after being drafted. Not just like a year and a half ago so like 
I think this is a a little bit of a concern in the sense of if anybody goes down. I mean, that's the thing. Here's that's what where, I wonder. Here's where that Fred comes along, and maybe you bring in that vet, like a. I'm, I'm not gonna say Sherman because I feel like that's just gonna get. But of that, cut times coming. That. Yeah, exactly. Cut times are coming. Obviously, there could be some bigger names that maybe the the scouts and maybe the uh you know the front office people are hearing that. Hey, there's some disgruntled corner. Maybe there's a guy that's just not panning out. Maybe there's a guy. Well, that, I mean, how many times did we hear about some like the the Jaguars rookie from last year that they don't like, or this guy like? It, there's always some names that are like, whoa, yeah, wait, he was cut. So, well, but, yeah, they didn't immediately replace him, or it wasn't like a player swap, you know, or anything. So, I think that the, that potential's there. It also speaks volumes to what they think about Eric Stokes and how much time he's going to play this right. year. I mean, he really is going to, if he's not starting, he's going to get starter like like reps. So, you know, I'll see a lot rest on Kevin King because he's going to be the the second wave of defense there. So. I don't know. It wouldn't shock me at all if if they went out and, and ended up adding a vet if somebody got cut last second that made sense. Right. And that's the thing to me, too. Like, I think the fact is, I think they're trying to make the second starting position Eric Stokes to lose. I mean, yes, yeah. has there been a vote of confidence from Jerry Gray on his own guys like specifically Kevin King of short, they got to kind of, they have to do that. Even Matt LaFleur, like, you know, there's coaches speak, right? Like, hey, he's yeah, you know, he, he does do a good job when he's in there. Like, Let's be honest. He doesn't do a great job all the time. Like it was consistency is the thing that I look for. Not like every so often where he gets that, you know, uh, great play, great play of a leap of an interception interception. And then he, you know, he's looking like a great corner. I'm talking about inside the twenties guy. That's just giving up constant yards, constant catches, or can't make any tackles. Cause he's going in like a harpoon, you know, <laughs> torpedo kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like I just, I just I think he would be better if he didn't play 10 yards off the ball. If he wasn't taking that risk all the time, that was always right. my complaint about Kevin King. Like, what are you doing? Like get up on the ball or at least get closer. It's third and three, not third and 15. Yes. And thank you. Iowa Joe. And we completely forgot the entire, like the guy that we just drafted this Shamar. year, and Shamar Jean Charles. And that's, and maybe that's the thing. Like, obviously, you know, when you draft someone like that, which is why this is such a confusing, like cut slash trade is that these guys are still guys that they just drafted. So, is it purely based on scheme and guys that maybe like Joe Bo Joe Barry just couldn't work with or just you know didn't uh you know pan up? Because I remember Iowa Joe just said earlier too that even Kamal Martin was even tried at outside linebacker. And if he couldn't yeah. even make it out there as well, there's just not a roster spot available and for it, him. And if he's not killing it in the special teams, exactly peace. That that's so, that's probably a huge part of it right there. Right. So let's get back to the game real quick. I mean, I quarterback position. We don't really need to talk about as far as Benkert's, you know, productivity, because let's be honest, the whole reason we were watching games was because of Jordan Love potential uh, yeah. and his potential and his rise. But, you know, I think we have to like probably at least talk about, you know, these wide receivers a little bit and these tight ends, because there's a little conversation I want to have with you um, that's kind of stirring around the uh, the old Packer verse. And, and we're going to talk about it today as well. But you and I have been kind of on this boat and and Fred now too, that I think we're, cause we, Hey, we didn't see, uh, what's his name last night. Uh, sorry on Saturday, we didn't see, uh, punches. So clearly they figured out that look, Ooh. this guy already has shown enough. So I think you may get your darling pick. Here is he, wasn't he, didn't he get banged up? He did, is but he I feel like I, I think they probably even knew like, look, if he wasn't, because I'm sure he was trying to say that he's probably good enough to play. Like, he probably wants to get out there to say, like, oh, look, 
I can yeah. still, you know, hack it. And then they're probably like, look, man, you gave us enough last week. I think we see what you're doing in camp or sorry, in practice. And obviously in that last game, maybe they're like, let's just, I mean, no matter what, I think they're always good about injuries. They're always going to keep a guy kind of like, you know, pretty like lock and key as far as injuries concerned. But I think you got to say that this, he's probably going to make it. I don't know. I mean, where's EQ? Is he hurt? Like, is he never, is he like, is he doesn't, does he never get any kind of reps in preseason? I'm so confused. Yeah. About yeah, he hasn't really – I don't think he's been really featured I've much. I've not seen yeah. him out there. So, I mean, unless he's out there and he just doesn't get looked at, I think this guy is just officially just – Well, and I, Malik I, I, Taylor – and Malik Taylor is, is had a great game. He looked pretty good, you know, and Bankard right, kind of yeah. zoomed in on and, him. I mean, Todd Todd could come in and play receiver. I know he wants to play cornerback, but, you know, maybe they can keep eight receivers and they can get they can sneak Todd in there. I mean, hey, maybe you, know, you can find a decoy. decoy. Then. You, there's your jersey. I, I'm right looking there. for a jersey. So Todd, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I guess it comes down to how many are they going to keep. Like it's going to be six or seven. Like what? What are they going to do? I don't know. Um, what's what's the right call? I think there's so many guys that you're intrigued by that you want to keep seven. But it's not an offense that you necessarily are going like four and five wide a lot. You know, it's maybe not McCarthy's three. anymore. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. not. That, so like, it, old. West so it's Coast. a battle of like, do you want to really give another roster spot to that position versus letting a guy who's pretty talented out the door? I don't know. I mean, I think people have been saying it on social media. It's very true. The addition of Randall Cobb is going to basically jettison somebody at some position that's probably pretty good that they normally maybe not have gotten rid of. So Cobb, you know, you better be. Yeah, you better be old Cobb. You better be old Cobb. <laughs> hey, so, you're hey, you're gonna you're dusting off all those cobwebs off that jersey that you. I did. I went and found it. So, yeah, it's uh, ready to go. Yeah, that's really. I mean, I I don't want to spend too much time on these wide receivers, but the reason I'm bringing up this position or this this position as well as the tight end position is because we have guys really not under contract uh, going <laughs> in the future uh, at both of these skill positions, and that's a little scary because. Um, we've obviously seen and heard of how well uh, MDS has been doing in camp. He's literally catching everything. He's probably has like maybe one or two drops all camp, which is impressive. But at the same time, it is camp. So, uh, I mean, I don't know how much, you know, he's really getting challenged at the number two spot. But, you know, nonetheless, you still got to catch the ball. At, that's your job. So <clears throat> the biggest thing is Adams. I mean, we are all under like we were so worried about Aaron Rodgers even coming back to the team. Well, he's back now. We're like, well, Aaron D Devontae Adams will he even want to come back because he clearly doesn't want to give a discount. He wants to be the number one paid receiver. Yeah, Brian Gutekunst kind of threw a jab saying his number of uh, what's the highest is a little different from what ours is, and that's a little bit of a you know an issue, but. Usually those guys are able to work it out, especially Russ Ball and what he can do to manipulate the, the cap. But the thing is, let's just let's just play devil's advocate here and just understand that what, you know, what if we don't have him, right? You know, what if we don't have him? And let's just say we have MVS as your well, other guy who needs to be re-signed. And you have, you know, um, uh, Alan Lazard. And then you have what after that? I mean, you have Cobb well, and you have technically uh, the new guy, Amari Rogers. I think th this argument is aided by like the mystery around Devonte Adams. If you knew he was going to resign and be here, you know, maybe you wouldn't keep an extra guy, but because you almost have almost nobody under contract, like firmly next year, you need to have guys, you need to have options in the case that Devonte Adams isn't here. They move on from, him. I guess the only way they move on from him is if they don't tag him and, and trade him or, or somehow, or, or just let him walk, which I, I can't see. No. Um, but I, I, 
in the back of my head, like I'm choosing to operate that they're going to bring him back. But I mean, that's also again, why I think they should keep more receivers in the event. He doesn't because you need to keep that cupboard stop stocked, not just for departing Aaron Rodgers was whether it's this year, or next year, but also for Jordan love, you don't want him to come in and have absolutely nobody to throw to and you lose your two or three top receivers in a year or two that I don't think that should be an option either. Well, let's just be honest. I mean, if we're trading Aaron Rodgers at the end of the next year, I think we're going to be getting a couple first round picks. We'll probably get yeah. maybe a Henry Ruggs or maybe like a CD <laughs> Lamb or not CD Lamb, but like a uh, a Jerry Judy. Maybe. I don't yeah, know like, wherever he goes. I mean, we might be getting some kind of piece back, but I mean, there is could be that possibility that we use one of those first round picks on a really big stud receiver in the draft in you know coming up. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I mean, uh, the biggest thing is. Do you sign an MVS now where he could potentially be cheap and before he goes and, you know, runs rampant on the league and be like, and, and ends up being like one of those, like, you know, really awesome duos with MV or sorry, uh, 17, or do you try to like, just, uh, bite the bullet here and just say, look, we're all in on Devonte Adams coming back. We'll see what ha happens if MVS kills it. Yeah, his price tag might might go up, but we are all in on Devontae because we need the stud. And MVS is nice, but he is a yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to call him a one trick he, pony because what I'm hearing in camp is like he's trying to be like a two or three, you know, <laughs> well, step pony. But like, go ahead, go ahead. He, well, he's. I I would try to bring him back. I mean, I think he does maybe have a specific kind of skill set. He's not like a, a route it's technician all about like when, Adams, right? It's right. When you're so, like, are you coming exactly. now, or are you going to pay him at the end of the year when he gets like twelve touchdowns? I would do it now, but you know, you're also he's not going to be your number one receiver. You need to have a guy who's like an Adams. So they still need to make Adams the priority. But yeah, you try to bring you know, MVS back on a, maybe a cheaper deal than he would be at the end of the year if he explodes and has a huge year. Obviously, you hope for that no matter what. Uh, because they could use some some more bona fide receivers there, but I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued by him. I, I've I've come around. Like I've had my my shots at him and frustrations, like everybody has. But you know, from all indications, is he's really taken a step. You know, this off season and summer, and he sounds like he's poised to have you know a, a breakout year. So I'm really excited for him, and I do hope they keep him around. All right, with the last five minutes before our break, let's talk about our tight end position because that's another position where we literally have one guy that could have another big year and he needs to get paid at the same time with a, uh, an aging Mercedes Lewis, who you really don't know what you're going to get from him as far as productivity. I know you're getting a good locker room guy, a good captain, a good leader and a good you know friend for Aaron Rodgers, but also, I mean, and a good blocker, let's just be honest. But then you have a Dominic Daphne, who's obviously a good special teamers guy, special teams guy. He's made some plays in the league, um, you know, when he's given the chance. Jay Sternberger had a nice touchdown this weekend, um, but obviously he does have his little uh, issue going forward in the season with his two game ban. So I don't know if he's in like some sort of slight doghouse in the sense of like, look, dude, you kind of screwed up. We're going to punish you for this. <laughs> so I don't know what if there's something there, but they obviously had high hopes for him because they've kept him this long. And then really, it's just bottom feeders after that too like, like well I mean, where where do you see the tunyon thing because do you think you do you sign him now where it's dirt cheap and hope that he you know plays really well based on getting him at a good value or do you wait on him as well and just say look let's see if we can get one more year out of this guy because let's hope it's because like i've always been saying it's the scheme that's just opening this guy wide open but i get it i'm i'm slightly wrong here because he is you, making these catches but go ahead 
Exactly. He he catches the ball, which is to me the right. big thing. So <laughs> I I'm in favor of of re-signing Tunyon, and I think that you can get him back at a, at a decent rate. I don't think you have to blow the bank out on him. Um, obviously Lewis is back on a year to year basis. I would assume this is probably his last year here, but then, like you said, after that, it's a lot of unknown potential, but unknown, you know, DeGuar is coming back, you know, before right. he was out on injury last year, man, he looked really good and interesting and they're kind of using him in a, in a way we were kind of hoping they would, uh, as an H back, um, Daphne, I liked him. He had a couple of nice catches for touchdowns last year. And then the, the two, uh, Kafusi, who Rogers calls out that he likes, so that adds yeah. you know more confusion to the whole thing. And right, then you have yeah. Jace Sternberg. What do you do with Jace? You know, he had a nice touchdown grab from Benkert uh, this past weekend against Jets. You know, but he's been up and down. And like, you know, how much more do you want to see from him before maybe you make a move? I don't know. But they have a lot of guys who you're like, yeah, if he just grabbed the hold of it and did it, he's got the potential. But it's like kind of everybody after Tunyon, excluding Mercedes because he's there because he's basically another offensive lineman. Um, you you want to see someone make that move? So block up Bob before he's expensive, or or maybe just get him on more of a smaller prove it deal. Um, but this is really all eyes on that position because you can go any which way, and they may I don't know how many they're gonna keep. I mean, someone's gonna get unlucky. Well, or they do this, or they do what every fan's probably gonna hate me for saying this. They go all in this year with the roster that they have, and if it doesn't work, you trade you trade Devonte. You get something for him. You trade Rodgers. Nuclear. You get for some with it, from something from him. You let MVS walk. You let Tunyon walk. You let all these other players walk. And God no, you just no. start from scratch. You just no. you just play with the money that you can finally get yourself out of this hole because we're broke. They may have to. The, the cap situation <laughs> sounds just, really bad. I'm just, next I'm year. just saying, man. Like it's as much as I love this team, and as much as I think this is a winning team, we were supposed to win it last year, and we didn't. So I don't know what we're supposed to do this year and potentially have for the next few years because we got nothing in the bank. So uh, <laughs> I, I we'll we'll see how that kind of shakes out, you know, in the in the years or sorry, not years to come, but the months to come, because we'll see if uh, they actually pull a trigger on some of these deals. But uh, when we come back, we will uh, break down more of the Packers because obviously they have one more of these things to go. And uh, we'll see uh, what we can kind of come up with predictions as well. Maybe you get a little bit of a, uh, a breaking uh, polar plunge here, maybe potentially. We'll see how uh, Strauss is doing on his end. But uh, yeah, we will be right back. So don't go anywhere. This is the Future Podcast. What's up, everybody? Joe Lombardi's Bar Boys here telling you to tune in Wednesday, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central here on the Game on Wisconsin YouTube channel. We're going to talk about how the Packers beat the crap out of the Jets. Or maybe they lost. We don't know yet. We can see if the offensive line bounced back or if they continue to suck. Yeah, I mean, since we're recording this uh, technically last week from when you're seeing it, it could be any time. But one thing is for certain, we could talk about how bad J.K. Scott was. Tune in Wednesday, 8.30, What a great okay, transition. Okay. I was just going to say, we can use that. <laughs> like, it was... <laughs> Thank you, Lombardi's Bar. Check them out. Obviously, they are a great uh, trio of uh, podcasters or, I guess, show hosts, uh, just like we are. And they basically set it up on a tee for us to uh, – <laughs> Todd, I mean, thank you. That was beautiful. We will be talking Nailed about it. J.K. Scott because why not talk about punting because there's nothing really else to talk about when it comes to preseason football. But uh, – <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, thank you, Todd. We appreciate it, it a lot. Let's um, talk about it. Let's talk. Go about ahead. It. Yeah, I feel like this is your little uh, baby here that you want to go. Vent on. Gotta go. Go ahead. Uh, uh, release. <laughs> gotta go. Release gotta the go. Kraken. <laughs> I don't have much to say as a punter, but it's like you know, I, he's been inconsistent. You know, for a couple of years, he 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 bombs a couple a couple in summer. Yeah, you know, he's really good. Or Saturday. He's, he yeah, one. he's he's good when the weather's nice. But when you start dropping twenty yard punts <laughs> when the weather's nice, then it, you know, well, we may Bye. need to find somebody else. I don't know, but I don't know. Maybe the J.K. Scott experiment is run its course. I think people are a little kind of tired of the shtick, and he's not he's not killing it. So. Uh, as Todd says, you could just never punt. I mean, why not? Just go for it every single time. Screw it. Try to score 50 points, 50 burgers. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm sort of over J.K. Scott. And I mean, how many times have we had punters, man, that can't just uh, pin guys back? I mean, it's such a crucial part of the game, the special teams. Like, I'm waiting for them to be not a detractor. It is mind-boggling. Listen to this, Matt. All right? Just hear me out on this. It is mind-boggling that this organization – the most the, probably the winningest organization of all of the NFL that has the trophy that has the guy that coached at your team on hit on it. All right. And they've drafted multiple hall of famers, two generational quarterbacks, multiple receivers, multiple like linemen, multiple corners. Okay. Maybe not corners, but definitely linebackers. And yet, they can't get one position correct at all, ever. I, I, I mean, the last time they had one, they let him go. Okay, I think it was uh, what was it, uh, Ryan? That he John was Ryan, great. John Ryan. Thank you. They let him go. I don't care what you guys say. I didn't like Mastay. Don't even, don't even try to defend him. He was man. okay. He wasn't he bad. Was okay he was for bad. like a year. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to throw him with the rest of. The, trash you have not been able to just secure a punt i mean look at mason crosby's been here for basically two decades how come you can't find a punter to do that they've killed it with kickers they've killed it with kickers i'll I'll say that but i don't know punter they're not a lot of quality ones we're finding out there's a kind of a handful of good ones because there's only like three or four of them that go into the draft so you got you have your like and it's not like everybody punts or, or not punts but like uh picks a punter in the draft so you literally have all of them to pick from pick one and you always pick the wrong one because I don't know you the, the, when the Seahawks got the guy from Australia, whatever his name was, the guy that kind of like they picked JK right before him. He's better than him. I don't even know his name, but I know he's better because I've seen him. So I uh, just I, go, ahead, go ahead. We're all sick of it. We're all sick of it. We want a punter that can flip the field. Like there's no excuse I, I, for 20 yard punts. There's just isn't like I at all. I don't care how high this kid can lift up his leg over his head. And doesn't the matter. fact that he doesn't need to jump. I don't get, fucking jump all you want when you punt. I don't care. Doesn't Get me matter. someone that can punt the ball down the field and not give us, or sorry, not give away field position. You know what I'm saying? God, I can't believe we just talked about punting that much. I really don't. If you're I, talking about it, it's a problem. Yeah. Usually, usually. At I least. know. All right. So we have the, so, I mean, your thoughts as far as any lasting thoughts as far as the Jets game is concerned. I mean, there was a whole lot of, you know, news lines, Robert Sala, Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, all that stuff. Uh, but we got one thing to talk about, actually. I forgot to mention this, and now we can bring it up now because it's obviously away from the stat stuff and the players. But Mr. LaFleur had a little comment 
uh, the other day. Sorry, it's yesterday, right? Technically. Uh, and some of the fans didn't take it too kindly, but you know, some of us, you know, realistic people and intelligent people that understand how the game works and how the stadium works, <laughs> understand what he was talking about. Make kind of sense. You know, they made a lot of sense actually. So Matt, your thoughts on the comments made and then the rebuttal from a lot of Packer fans around the world. Well, if you don't know what the comments were, it was basically that, you know, he'd rather not hear the go pack, go Chan or the see the wave when the offense is on the field. And quite frankly, I'm a little miffed why this is such a divisive topic. Like it's <laughs> it's basically pitted people who are like, well, you know, you should be able to have fun at the game and just do whatever you want versus people like you need just to be hardcore, you know, cheering when you're only supposed to. It's like it's neither. It's in between. You, to me, it's like when you go to a game, like you can influence the game. It's the whole point you go to watch right. it because you can interact with the game. You can you can affect it. And one of it is giving your offense, you know, silence when they're operating on offense. And it's like, look at last year when there's nobody in the stadiums. Aaron Rodgers obliterated the league. It's like so you just like this not even a a thing. It's like you just sit down and shut up when they're on offense. I don't want to hear anything. Other than the, the the cadence on the field, that's how quiet it should be. And then when it's the defense, get off your seat and yell when it's third down. I mean, come on! So many times people are not getting loud on third third down defense. That's the difference. But it's like, I'm sorry, it's not that black and white. It's very gray. It's not. Well, you know, people are you know, yelling at me. Well, what you know, you should enjoy yourself. Like I'm not saying you shouldn't. You can. I've gone to games for years. I I have enjoy a blast, but I'm also I'm also not a moron, and I, I I do my part. So it's like I just just do that, and we're good. Why it's a debate? I, I don't know. I don't know. I just love because <laughs> some guy had to get into it with you, and it's like, oh, you picked the wrong topic to get in. He with, told me Matt. he told me my tweet was the worst tweet he ever saw, and I was like, well, then you clearly just joined Twitter this morning <laughs> if that's the dumbest tweet you ever saw. <laughs> Websites full I, of them. I just don't understand it, man. And the wave, like. I know there's some people maybe in here that do like it for their kids that they can stand up and feel like they're part of a, a big cheer, which, okay. It's, okay. But I, the, the common argument though, is this the gold package and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll excuse it to a degree. And <laughs> in, in the preseason, I get it every, every couple of months, you know, Milwaukee invades or every twice a year, they, they come up here, now you know, those, bre now those brewer times. fans, you know, who go in the stadium in the fourth inning, you know, and you know, it's whatever, but I, I don't know. I just, it's obviously the gold package. That's what I'm going to blame. You know, it's not the green package is great. We never do that stuff ever. We, you know, just the vets there. Um, You're throwing a lot of shade at probably some people no, here that are gold No, the gold package is fine, but I, I mean, let's be honest. It it does get a little bit quieter when that goes on. And and they're the worst. By the way, this stadium was like 50 percent empty. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, no coincidence. Just the gold package. So I get it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's the worst. I don't care if you're a gold package season ticket holder. Yeah. You're the yeah, worst yeah, because yeah. you think that you can just come up late. You think you don't even have to go at all. You can sell it because you're too lazy to drive two hours to go to the game. <laughs> you don't deserve the damn tickets. I'm telling you this right now. Give it back gold to us. package, people. That's why I, when I have my green package, I have to surrender two games because I have to feel the need to give it to gold package. Ew, which ones do they get this year? They get good games. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I, and, you know what? Yeah. A whole other topic. Yeah, see, people are gonna hate on me. Fine, you know what? But the, enjoy. The point is, like Iowa games. Joe said, it's it's a home field advantage, and you as a fan, when you go, you play a part in that. So so 
I don't think we're asking too much to not do the wave or chant go Petco when the Packers <laughs> are off. It's not that big of an ask. It just it just isn't. You know what? You know what's funny about the wave? I don't even see it done at the powerhouse high school football game, <laughs> let alone professional stadium. I don't even like, do it anymore. I just. It? Yeah. I go just ahead. sit in my seat and then raise my hand as they go by. It's like, hey, all right, <laughs> oh, yeah, great. I, just, I, I do this. I cater to the, you know, I'm not going to call them idiots, but I cater to the people because I'm hey, like, cool. I don't want to look like a complete yeah. asshole. But yeah. in the end, it's it's got to go. Honestly, I mean, it's just a, I mean, I really hope they can get someone on on the PA to say stop. I, I, don't, okay. I don't even want them to do that because I don't want there to be like video <laughs> footage of like Bill Jarts having to lecture the crowd on what to do. <laughs> During golf games, can you imagine the videos? Oh, look how stupid Packer fans are! They have to be told not to cheer on their offenses on the field. It's like, oh god, we don't need that. We don't need that. Hey, might as well. We've had such a silly off season and a silly year. We've botched things with our MVP quarterback <laughs> twice in our lifetime that we we might as well get ragged on for an entire year. For God's sake, if, if the Houston Astros can get ragged on for cheating and. Do- for a whole well, just time. blame it on just being drunk the whole crowd it's green bay whatever they're all drunk they don't know what's going on anyways exactly exactly <laughs> we so, have the stats to prove that <laughs> all right well when we come back we'll take a little uh a little venture into uh the next week game of <laughs> we got one more of these uh matt will break down why he thinks the green bay packers will win this game and uh so t- yeah yeah that's what you're gonna do right that's kind of you gonna tell me that huh <laughs> yeah exactly uh uh let me see yeah okay so don't go anywhere this is the green uh, green bay packers this is the green we're bay packers the, we're not even the green bay packers all right <laughs> we'll be right back What's up, everybody? It is your boys from Lombardi's Bar, Dan, the bartender, Todd, Jimmy. We are here to let you know that we have the first ever Game On Wisconsin party coming to you live at the Green Bay Distillery, September 19th. Put it on your calendars now. September 19th? Is this my birthday party, guys? No, absolutely not. Farthest thing from your birthday party. We're not celebrating Todd's birthday. We are hanging out at the Green Bay Distillery, drinking some alcohol, eating some food, and watching NFL football be there. Yes, be there. We are back. This is the Freezer Podcast. You know where to find Matt and I on our socials. We got Matt X Jensen, Sanjay X Murthy. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find our base, our our lovely stuff on the Sweep Studios page on Facebook and on Instagram. Check out Sweep Studios. You can find all of our content there. Um, we do also have a market of clothes and <laughs> memorabilia and things of that nature. So if you want to check our Teespring on there, we will throw in our uh, our website. Uh, I guess whatever it's called, like the website. Uh, I don't even know how to call this, but we'll throw it up at the end of the show. So check it out. It's there. a link. You can, the link. Thank you. I couldn't even say that word, man. This is. It's a Monday. It's, it's a Monday. Don't worry about it. It really is. So uh, check out that. We have a lot of cool stuff like merch and cool shirts that you can check out as far as the Freezer Podcast is concerned or even Sweep. So uh, thank you so much for that. And everybody, thank you so much for joining in on us. Sorry for any of those gold package members out there that I just basically crapped on. Um, <clears throat> you guys are probably cool people, but, you know, it's the it's the collective that I'm a little bit more upset of uh, that I just think 
deserve better in that stadium. That's all on those two games. So uh, check us out on that September 19th uh, evening because you'll see Matt and I there. You'll always, you'll definitely see Fred as well. And you can get, you can come chat with us. You can meet us. You can meet all the other personalities of Game On Wisconsin. And you get to have like, you know, beer with us, chat some football, chat about life, talk about dogs, make fun of Todd, whatever you want to do. You can check us out there at the distillery and uh, we'll be there and we'll have a good time. And, you know, we'll we'll enjoy a Packer game, you know, the next day, you know, the <laughs> Monday night home opener. So, uh, anyway, don't worry, Iowa Joe. We're gonna make people sign waivers when they come in the door because Todd's inside. So you gotta you yes, gotta sign probably. you gotta sign your rights away. Yeah, and I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know what's gonna be. I don't even know what the situation is gonna be like. We gotta talk to Jacob about this because I don't know if we're gonna have like booths set up. Hey, there's the freezer over there at that tent. We're gonna have this. I doubt it. But I'm just this saying. isn't this isn't podcast con, okay? It's not the that's not the floor of the rest center. <laughs> oh, and the freezer podcast is over there. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe you're gonna we bedazzle should like, your own your yeah, own booth? like a comic con like basically a panel, and then you, you have go. your shows, and then you let you know, I you know what Jacob maybe put that in consideration for the he's gonna say no, but still you know what that's a pretty great idea actually because you know what there's a lot of good shows out there so yes <laughs> uh, Matt next preseason game what is what? it's the last one so I don't think well, anybody's really playing but what okay go ahead whatever go ahead go ahead I was gonna say once upon a time. The third preseason game used to be yeah. the only one that you looked forward yes, to because it was, was the only one, one worth a damn. To. Yes. Um, but this one's going to be complete. I mean, like you said, I don't think anybody's going to play. They haven't played anybody in the first two. They're definitely not going to play anybody against the Bills being the last preseason game. I mean, you would you would be kicking your own ass all season long if you're the floor and you put somebody in there and they got hurt and, you know, and then that kind of warped your season. So <laughs> I expect really to see nobody. Um, the only person that I'm intrigued really in, in watching would be Jordan Love because he missed more reps, valuable reps against Jets. So I'm assuming he'll get out there and probably play, you know, like he did the first game, you know, well, would have been through the third quarter had he not, you know, uh, hurt his shoulder. So I, I said on Twitter, I said the Packers are probably going to go 0-3 in, in preseason. It just doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. They've more than any other preseason that I've seen have played nobody Who's going to be, you know, a really huge, huge contributor during the the preseason? I'm sorry, the regular season. So, and that which is fine. So, so really, it's going to be coming down to watching which position battles you want again. You know, again, how do they? How's the O line look? You know, what's that uh, tight end rotation going to look like? They only dressed four receivers last time, so I'd imagine it'll be the same thing. Those guys that are vying for, you know, five, six, seven will be in there. Practice you know, how how do they? Yeah, inside linebacker, you know, all the same spots. So I, I really think it's it's not going to be a game that's going to be by any means a barn burner, probably a struggle bus session, you know, for, for both sides. But the main point is to get out um, clean and healthy, and then you're all eyes on the Saints for, for week one. Yeah, I mean, the battles between like a Keelan Hill and, you know, Dexter Williams or even um, what's our other boys? That, that battle's over. Oh, you think so? But what about oh, dude, 30, Hills? I mean, Hills on the team. Hills, he's, he's I know he's on the team. I'm not saying like he wouldn't be on the team. I mean, like I get it. He's been he was drafted. I'm just saying like yeah. just like the battle in the sense of like oh the touches and like just seeing because like Dexter Williams got more uh, kick returning ability. So like maybe you throw yeah. him that maybe a kick return because Keelan Hill fumbled. So I'm just saying you know like we got to find a returner. You know we can't just keep throwing Amari Rogers everywhere. Well, I mean I guess you could, but. Um, <clears throat> yes, I think O line is a big question because you got to figure out who's your interior 
uh, you know, into your interior guys, especially while Bach is out, because I think you have a little bit more, you know, uh, certainty at least once he's back, <clears throat> and then you know who's going to be probably locking those positions. Go ahead. What? No, I was just I was going to say something else, but finish your point. Oh, okay. Um, but I think the offensive line. I think that's one thing that I will be looking for, especially not expect not especially like you know how well the run game is going or the pass blocking, but also just <clears throat> movement. Do they flow well? Are they causing any penalties? Are they, <clears throat> excuse me, I got something in my throat. Um, are they causing any silly mistakes? Are they, you know, are they shifting correctly? I mean, things like that. I mean, not that I would ever, ever, be, <laughs> ever notice that kind of stuff. Cause I mean, I'm not a, a line coach, but I think I can notice when someone's making a penalty and having errors and having laps of judgment and letting guys <clears throat> through. But like, I think that's a big thing, especially with these interior guys that they have a lot of, you know, uh, as far as a spotlight on them, as far as from scouts and from their coaches to see who's willing to be the, not willing to be, who's going to be the starter uh, come week one against the the Saints. So uh, go ahead. What were you going to say? <clears throat> Well, we didn't really bring it up earlier, but the mystery involving Zadarius Smith, you know, uh, and what's going on with him? Because, you know, <laughs> really right in, when training camp opened, Goody said, what's well, all good? Nothing really. Don't worry about it. It's not anything long term. We'll flash forward. Here we are. Apparently had some type of setback after only really doing some kind of, you know, minor <laughs> walkthrough work when he when he came back uh, to practice. So. So maybe we watch inside. Or I'm sorry, outside linebacker a little bit more. Obviously, you're not going to see Gary or or, or uh, Preston Smith in there, but you know some of the other guys who are on the roster. That spot might be a little bit more up for grabs now if if Big Z is not able to go. You know, week one or that or that injury prolongs. So something to watch there, and something that I'm curious to see. You know, once the Packers have to start talking about injuries, what what really is up with with uh, with Z? Yeah, I mean, that's a huge thing, honestly, because if you look at it, um, and by the way, folks, I do have that uh, link as Matt was able to help me out here. Um, You know, (laughs) words are hard. Words are very hard. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Wes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes tell that story. (laughs) I shouldn't. Uh, But you can find that on the 19th, maybe. Maybe I'll tell that story on the 19th. But I'm posting up the the links. We have one that's sweep only, or sorry, freezer podcast only. And we have one that has the sweep and the freezer podcast stuff. So if you can't click it, I'm sorry, but I think that's the one we have there. Maybe you can just type it in and you can find it on our Teespring website. So uh, check it out if you want any cool stuff. For those of you that do order <clears throat> something off of there and you bring it on this show and you show it in there, maybe you put a picture on the comments, we'll give you a nice little gift right there. See? Incentive. Incentive to show us some support. Isn't that kind of cool? Uh, but yes, Zadarius is kind of a huge question because he's a pretty big focal point of this this defense. I mean, yes, as much hype as we've been putting on, uh, on uh, Bane Gary over here, you know, I think we need to understand that he can only flourish and do some damage. Not saying he can only, but it helps when you have another guy on the other side that is wreaking havoc and causing, you know, you know, them not to just double team you. Right. Cause like that was his biggest issue in Michigan. He was the biggest guy. And so they were always double tripling him constantly. And yet, yes, he was able to show a lot of upside, you know, even through that, you know, adversity, but it has also been nice to see Preston and Zadarius go through their you know uh reign on the league together and that gives that you know time for you know gary to learn and flourish a little bit more too so z not being there 
yes, could maybe P handle some, you know, some of the workload as the counterpart to Rashawn? Sure, but it's it's not like Z, right? Like Z Z changes the game in so many so many different ways. So I really do hope, um, <clears throat> you know, I really do hope that this is kind of like a something that is is okay. Because, you know, Zadarius did just sign that huge Nike deal. I saw that little picture that he had posted up on his uh, socials. So he's clearly making money somewhere else. Uh, and it's clear. And he's obviously wanting more money from the uh, from the Packers at some point here. So uh, go ahead. Yeah, I can't ahead. imagine he's going to be out very long. I mean, he's he's up and moving and doing. I mean, sure, if you yeah, ever had a injury, back injury, man, it, if it's well, really bad, you're not up. The only reason I was <laughs> saying that is that this whole little injury situation is that because he was out for so long, people are starting to make those rumors like, yeah. is he really hurt or is he really just trying to extend his, you know, his, his deal, uh, his deal uh, that he's a little unhappy about because, you know, he did restructure. Right. So. I think, you know, he'll obviously suit up on game one. I think he is a man of the people. I think he is a man of like uh, of, of of brotherhood and understand that. Look, you know, I want to be out there. He's with a my, gamer with my 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 brothers on the field. But at the same time, man, he's got to also figure out his family and how he supports them. And I'm never a man to question a, a guy trying to get his own money. So, no. um, you know, Jacob. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, Jacob's on the on the Bane Gary bandwagon, like we've been. We've been saying for years, man, that. Give give some time. Be patient. Watch out with for this guy. And the fire rises this year with Bang Gary. I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be fireworks. Tune in to next week. I and mean, <clears throat> actually, maybe we should hold well. The problem is when Fred comes back, it's gonna be literally week one, I think. I think that's gonna be week one talk. But we could still maybe throw his predictions out there too. But potentially we'll see how he feels. We'll maybe throw uh a prediction week next week because obviously now we'll probably the roster um we'll know the depth chart and we'll maybe make, make some like you know preseason uh not preseason but like season debut season uh, predictions season predictions you gotta exactly. you have a convenient <clears throat> week it's like a two-week break between the end of the preseason and the start of the regular season so you know we could talk a little future stuff and not have to just just zone in on the saints Right. So, I mean, obviously next week we'll talk about the Bills game. Um, we will obviously talk about probably uh, potential cuts and what we think is going to be the official 52. Um, <clears throat> and then we'll maybe even throw in. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. 53. Sorry. Not 52. I was thinking Bang Gary. See, look at yeah, that. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. So 53 man roster. And we'll even talk about the, you know, the, the practice squad as well. Um, but, yeah, the Bills game again. I. <laughs> the bills aren't going to be playing Josh Allen. They ain't going to be playing anybody cool. Uh, this isn't Buffalo, right? Like this is not another home game. So it's Buffalo. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be on the road. Be good to see how we handle the elements of like a, a road crowd. Um, you know, if, regardless of who the quarterback is and who the offense is, the offensive line, understanding that there's a loud crowd and getting Myers into that situation of hearing, you know, screaming defense and like all that stuff. That's huge too. Myers oh, is well, a, a road crowd, right? So go ahead. Well, I mean, they 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 had to deal with the gold package last year, so they should be they should be ready to go, man. There's something that's good. Shots fired! Shots fired! Oh my gosh, we're gonna end and we're gonna lose all gold package fans. Uh, this show we're, clearly, we're we lost them all. I um, kid, so, I kid. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll see how um, Josh Myers handles it, how the other interior guys handle it, how the obviously the the defense handles now without 
a couple guys on their on their squad now now this kind of either this definitely raised the you know the the level of excitement now for some of the lower guys in the inside <laughs> linebacker and cornerback room because they're like dang now that's one less dude that i gotta worry about to beat so <laughs> they're like obviously hyped up especially going into another game where they can show their talents and make sure that they can make it on this roster and hopefully hopefully jk does something and hopefully the special teams does something. Because, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is going to be a common thing uh, that we're going to say. We should really make a segment. I think that's something here. All my fans, my my fans, geez, look at this. All our fans out there for the Freezer Podcast, if you have an idea of a segment for special teams every week that the three of us could go over, you, you put that in, you know, on our Twitter or even in here if you really want to. Um and maybe we'll create one because it's just a, it's a, it's a wild, you know, topic to talk about every week. Uh, but you know, unless you can think one off the top of your head, Matt, I don't, I have to think about that one. I don't, I don't think JK Scott deserves that much time on the show. <laughs> Unless it's really bad, which maybe it will be. Who knows? Maybe it will be. Um. So yeah, the Bills. Obviously, I, do you have a prediction? Or why don't you throw a prediction out here? Um. Wait, know, I'm not I, predicting this. Who cares? <laughs> Here's my prediction. We come out, my, my hope, we come out clean. No injuries. That's literally the only thing I care about. That's all I care about. I don't care if they lose 50 to nothing. Just no injuries. All right, my prediction, my prediction of the game is that J.K. Scott will have zero good puns. Yep, there you go. I mean, that's probably a safe, a safe bet. <laughs> I feel like that was just a horrible thing to say because now we're going to have to, like, out, we need him to of, be good. That's the problem. Yeah, we need exactly. Because there's no Sketch one out 22. there. Unless there is a punter out there that you guys know. Maybe we can go get him. But um, <laughs> with that being said, Matt, you got anything else left you want to talk about? Oh, good. I'm <laughs> set, man. I'm All scared. Right. <laughs> That's Matt. I'm, I'm Sanjay. Next week, we'll be back. We'll talk about some bills. Uh, but from now on, for until then, though, go, go pack. Go. Go pack. Go. <laughs>